Hello and welcome to episode 150 of that key thing. We are sad for doing this many, aren't we? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So this is episode one five zero. Um, I am your eldest. I've done it again. I am the eldest king sibling and your host, Thomas. And I am joined by middle king sibling, Joshua. That's me. And nobody else this week. No, James is not to be found. Littlest James sibling brother king has somehow managed to persuade a member of the opposite gender to bring life into this world with him. Unfortunate for everybody, really. We have received a niece into this world. We have. Um, I am now finally an uncle king. Yes. Yes, you are. Whereas you two have already. I just add one to the list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, James James has had a baby, everybody. James is busy at the moment. Shall I just push this again? Yeah. So there's your episode 150 celebration. James had a baby. <laughs> lols. <laughs> lols. <laughs> I don't know why I added lols. It just felt right. Um, oh, dear. So, yeah, because James is babied up. Because James is now a dad and he's busy. Yeah, well, it it, it was less than 24 hours ago. Yeah. Because as we record this, it's actually a Tuesday rather than a Wednesday like normal. Um, and the reason being is that I'll be doing a little bit of something with um, Party Chat Podcast for their sort of last regular episode this week. So I'm doing that tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which is in the past for you listening to this. It's weird, isn't it? Time yes. travel is an amazing thing. Play Quantum Break, everyone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Although I don't get like disappointed when you find out they're not making a second quantum break. Yeah, or you they could play the lost um Via Domus that we talked about the other week when I was talking about TV yeah. shows. That'll have time, time travel in it. Time oh, shit, is a good ru- shout too. Do you know what? I was about to say I'm ruining the spoilers in Lost, but if you've not watched Lost by now, you're never gonna watch it, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I'm doing some weird time travelling um, me and Joshua are here because it's James's turn to write a game we're not going to do a game so that's cut the average listening time of this episode down to 3 minutes and 30 seconds because everyone Next just week we'll be turned it game. off after that <laughs> <laughs> everyone just turned it off now they're like oh no game screw that um, yeah it's just me and Joshua, and we just talk about stuff. This should be an interesting format of podcast. It's already gone to shit. <laughs> so, Thomas, how's work been today? Just <laughs> uh, um, any stuff, yeah? Very, very busy. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to talk about video games and things. Um, because we are the king, brothers. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Huh. Um should we just do it as news? Because we've got a list of things, haven't we? we yeah, just, just roll, roll the news and we'll go from there. We'll see how it goes, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> that rhymed. Ten news. 
you know what was really weird is you did that in a way that James normally does it, and I thought I know, I'd I like, somehow managed to hop in, do that, and disappear. He He's just left. He literally just ran into the room, said that, and he's done one now. I don't I know where his child is. <laughs> Freaking weird. <laughs> um, article number one in the news is James King is a father. God help the world. Oh. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I'm saying on that one. Yeah, we've already covered that, really, haven't we? We've covered it. Um, Article number in, two in Daniels is Anthem is breaking PS4s. Da, da, da. So if, you've ever, if you've ever wanted a really expensive brick, go buy a PS4 and Anthem and play it for a bit and... <laughs> You'll be eventually if you keep doing it, you'll be able to build a house out of PS4s because they'll all be wow. useless. Wow. Um, yeah, if you want to make your PS4 useless, then play Anthem on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's the take-home message there. But in I guess more serious news, we're, we're joking about this because we don't have bricked PS4s thanks to Anthem. Um, but. <laughs> There might be people out there who do, so we should tread carefully. <laughs> um, We're sorry for your loss. Yeah, uh, it is pretty shoddy. Um, Anthem in general has been extremely buggy, crashy, yep. and filled with all sorts of weirdness since launch. It doesn't appear to be getting any better so far, and it's reached a point where... PS4 players are having the game crash, which then forces the PS4 to restart, and then it gets stuck in the rebooting process um, and is effectively bricking the PS4. Um, I have seen rumours of Sony actually being willing to offer Anthem refunds. Um, not, not a new I'm, PS4, but... No, but... They are, from what it seems, willing to offer refunds for digital versions of the game. Yeah. Um. So I think that probably shows how bad it is getting for Anthem right now. Yeah. How can really. how can EA right now have what is arguably one of the hottest and best games currently being played in Apex, and literally? The worst thing since Fallout of seventy six. At the same yeah. time, the game, the game that they seem to have hyped up and advertised to us for what <laughs> two years, it's the one that shit and doesn't work, <laughs> and the one that they kept hush yeah. hush until the day before is spot on perfect and probably the best like battle royale game out there, and yeah. possibly ever will be so far. I don't oh, know. Whoa, how one whoa, could that's get a much, stretch. I don't know that's how one could get much better than that though. For me, that's a stretch. Um, in fairness to all platforms, they are all having very similar issues. Yeah. In terms of crashes, restarts, shutting down of machines, um, machines not firing back up again. Yeah, I've heard issues of like, like PC struggling to reboot, Xbox like being Xbox slow to reboot, to turn back on. Yeah, you've that's had a similar fair. problem from that. Um. So it's not just the PS4 users, and it's like we're saying point and laugh at them. It's any pretty much anyone that's on Anthem yeah. is more than likely experiencing it just an seems issue with to be it. More of a 
a common issue. It's more serious yeah. with the PS4s, as in it's becoming more of a talking point for them because of it bricking the consoles. Uh, there's people on the Xbox Reddits and stuff complained about it. And the, like I said, there's PC players that have complained about it. Uh, after Mass Effect Andromeda, you'd have thought <laughs> the combination of Bioware and EA would have learned. Clearly, they did not. Would you like me to go back to that quote I was talking about before we started recording? Yeah, go for Just it. Very quickly. Why not? Following the negative reception to Andromeda's facial animations, Gamble, who is an employee at Bioware, uh, Bioware invested in new technologies such as performance capture at, to ensure that Anthem wouldn't suffer the same problems with faces. They should have inf- they should have sort of invested elsewhere as well. By the sound, <laughs> a of game things. where you spend eighty percent of your time flying around in a mask. Yeah, <laughs> the faces work. <laughs> that- I can't aliens, see anyway. <laughs> they also wear masks. You don't ever shoot a human face ever. Do you know what I am? so glad I'm not going to lie right now I am so glad I contained any hype that I was considering for this after seeing it at that E3 reveal when I first saw it it is still an enjoyable game to play and it is I might have said the other week that it's not very good after end game but there is actually quite a bit more to do than I thought there was I've just got a bit more into it because there's more story missions that I can do so I'm unlocking more things to do. But it's still crashing, and it's still that crappy that the other day I decided to install the Adventure Time game, which is free on Game Pass, on Xbox Live Gold at the minute, and 100% the fucker because I couldn't be asked to boot Anthem up. Just because yeah. of the problems it's having, I'm playing other stuff, so it's not really working for him because for all they know, I might have been so into it that I'd have been buying their coins or whatever they are to buy more suits and shit like that. But mm. it's not happening. I think the problem is someone like me who was still plodding around in the 10-hour trial, Yeah, I am now extremely put off parting with my money to purchase the full copy of that game. Because until I know that that issue is resolved on PS4, to me, there's a, a risk of that happening on an Xbox. End of story. Of course there is. Um, I don't care if it's not happened to anyone yet. And the, like the fact that they're also getting the shutdown and reboot errors like the one that you had, yeah. where it took a while to come back on. It took that would annoy and worry me <laughs> about my I was, I was panicking, to be completely honest. Yes. It would not turn back on at all. Unplug- I, hate- I did all the usual stuff you'd do, unplugging it, turning it on, changing plugs, all that kind of crap. It wouldn't mm. boot up. So it was a problem with the machine after that game crashed and completely shut it down. So it it was, to me, thinking, well, that's fucked now, and I'm going to have to buy a new Xbox. And then the morning after, yeah. turned it on, it was working, thankfully. And it's not yeah. happened since, but I have still risked playing Anthem afterwards as well, but nowhere near as much as I was doing before. Yeah. it's I've seen people showing... Um issues with reboots on all three platforms so far uh which is worrying because it means that it's not isolated to the playstation and it's a much bigger floor somewhere but when they've been you know they moved resources from other games to this to get this game 
Right. I don't and... know how they've got to the point where they've done internal testing and beta tests and everything else and still brought it out in the condition it's in and said, yeah, it's ready for release. We'll sell that. And they've sold yeah. it and people have bought it and now it's that problematic that people are losing the consoles because of it. It shouldn't be allowed to get past that point at all. Yeah, this is the other thing as well. At this point, I don't know if there's actually a way out of the bricking process or if no. it is just stuck. All, um, all BioWare will say is prove our game did that and all the companies... No, no, they, they're, ac- no they're, they're accepting, they're accepting responsibility they for it because they're saying that, that they want help to try and fix it as in when it comes on and it says, do you want to report the crash? Make sure you report it yeah. because they need that report there to work it out. But I understand that they need that, but... Jeez, that means they don't even understand what's going on. No, why don't they fire up PS4s themselves and play it for a bit, let it happen, and then they'll have it happen in their own building and try and figure it out from that. Did you know that Anthem is getting a £5 voucher if you buy it on Amazon just so Amazon can get rid of their stock? Really? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you get a £5 Amazon voucher if you buy it from them, I believe. Or it might be be a US store, so it might be dollars. But yeah, Jesus. there's like loads of stuff like that going on of people just trying to get rid of it, the stock. Like, like we don't want to be selling this anymore. Well, we just want to get plague. rid of our stock. Like, it's... it the, the thing that worries me is it doesn't look good for Bioware, this. No, definitely. Um, EA, notorious for just shutting places down. And then yeah. there's Andromeda followed by this issue with Anthem. Yeah, um, I think it could they spell make, dark they days for make Bioware. Quite a few games for EA anyway, don't they? They've got Dragon, got Dragon Age. Age, this. Um, well, this Dragon Age is the biggest disappointment for me. <laughs> if if they, if, if they kill if, off Bioware, yeah, there's a fourth one due as well, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so, what else do they make? But this is this is the thing, right? With what I've experienced in Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, I put that down because it was too buggy and it was doing my head in. And I did like the first few levels and I put it down because the bugginess was just irritating. Because it wasn't, we joked and laughed about the faces being weird, but there were far bigger bugs in that game and far bigger yeah. issues with it at launch. So I ended up putting that down and I've then never gone and revisited it. Same. I've picked up Anthem on the trial, found a bunch of bugs. Like it's an okay game from what I've played, but it is pretty buggy. And I've then not picked it back up. And yeah. I just think that I don't want anything to do with Dragon Age because they'll ruin it for me. <laughs> that's that's what worries me, is well, that yeah. it'll be ruined. Definitely. So mm. well, we'll we need to see how it develops. <laughs> need to we'll see, have how, to see it how they fix it because they're supposed to be updating it and everything. And one of the yeah. things that I've read is that they're not, they're not planning on doing Anthem 2, planning on continuously updating this. And the <laughs> only reason they would they hadn't even finished Anthem, Anthem 1 2. yet. Exactly. They hadn't even finished Anthem exactly. 1 yet. The only reason they would make Anthem 2 is if something was that much of a big requirement that they would bring out Anthem 2. So they would end up doing it eventually, like Destiny. Mm. But they plan on updating this for a few years before they actually try and fully up- update to Anthem 2.0. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't get that straight away at all. 
No. Not unless they can not fix this. I don't want to play any updates if it's still crashing and it's still not working. If I can talk to a civilian and not have to reset the game mid-conversation, yeah, that'd be good. That'd actually be quite fun. I might progress a bit more to what I've Yeah, done. what is, if what is could... really irritating is, is hearing reviews like the one that you're giving now, which is, I really enjoy the gameplay, the mechanics, and the general aspect of the game. Yeah. The problem I have is... When I shoot at certain things or talk to certain people, oh. I have to restart my entire console. And when start I get again. to the end of a mission and there's a big yeah. glass wall that appears and doesn't let me in, and most of the way outside of this cave, it's constantly saying teleporting you to mission area because you're lagging behind, and it doesn't do that when there's a glass fucking wall in my way and it doesn't let me or the rest of the team through because someone got there first. I'd, I'd enjoy getting involved in that fight on the other side of glass wall instead of standing there doing nothing. If that person on the other side that's doing the fighting goes down and it wants me to revive him, I can't. And the rest of us are stuck here and we can't kill ourselves. There's no way to kill yourself to respawn. You can't pause it and do a wipe. It doesn't yeah. let you teleport to mission area or anything like that. So what's the point? We're literally stuck in limbo at that point. Someone's down and dead. There's no bleed out timer. That's it, you're fucked. You've literally stood there yeah. doing nothing. You have to reset the game and redo the mission from the beginning and hope that the entire team makes it across that threshold before the glass wall comes up, because it's literally instant. The minute one person puts a toe over that line, that wall appears. And I spent two or three hours trying to do the same mission because of that problem, because it wouldn't let us all in. It's not, it's not just crashes, it's the mechanics of the game don't work where they need to work. And then when you're outside flying and you're like a second behind, so it's like teleport you to mission area, enjoy your loading screen. Yeah. And you are literally moved an inch forwards, ran over. Shame. It's shame that what was such a good um, prospect of game is going the way that it's gone in terms of people's opinions of it and stuff. Definitely, yeah. Um, it is a shame. I'll move away from it because you've done a big rant and, <laughs> yeah, good rant about some of the things. Um, Fortnite. Oh, great. Next rant incoming from both of yeah. us. I'm not going to rant that much about it. Now, all, all, that it, all that's happened is they've basically pinched the um, ping system from Apex almost exactly as well. Um, the mechanics of it appear to be... I haven't used it yet in Fortnite because I don't play Fortnite. Uh, but the mechanics of it, from what I have seen, I've, I've watched a few people playing and using it, and it is basically the same system. Um, you double tap to say enemy over there. You single tap to mark a location to go to. And if there's something like an item or something on the floor, you can ping that thing specifically. Um, it's ever so slightly different in the... Um, in fact, no, I was about to say it's slightly different in the fact that there's a colour-coding system in the game uh, for Fortnite, but there is actually a colour-coded system in yeah, there is, there's, Apex um, as well. Because you blue, yellow, map red, markers are different. Green. Yeah. It's, it's red. Well, when you're in-game, it's orange, green, and blue, isn't it? For the yeah. three-man team, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's it is basically the same system. Yeah, I'm not surprised that they've copied it because it's 
fucking brilliant. It's well, the best way of putting it. They, I've, I've read something about them saying we specifically tested it with about 80 of their devs or something in yeah. Apex, where they had completely random names, they didn't know who each other were, and they had no chat system. And they played specifically communicating just to test the ping system. And they've obviously mm-hmm. extensively tested it to make sure you can say everything you would need to say. And they had a new things when they got to a point where they realised they couldn't say this is here or that's here. Which is why you can ping things like the ropes and stuff like that. Like, I'm using this rope, yeah. or let's go use this rope. Because yeah. it's important to stick together, even if you're not talking. And it's probably why I've had wins when I've been with one random and sometimes two randoms when I've been playing on my own because of the ping system. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it, it's, it reduces your need for speech completely. If you are a player willing to use it properly, as obviously we both are, yeah. and you're in a team that also understands how you're using it and uses it in the same way as you, um, then you can win a game without saying a single word to anyone. Uh, it's entirely possible. Obviously, it def- it does help to be able to speak to each other yeah. because you can call out much more specifics. But you can win a game without communicating with the other players that you're playing with and have never played a game before with those other players yeah. and still win a game. It's possible because... It sounds like we've both achieved that feat. Yeah, and so. it's it's really good because, I mean, Fortnite beforehand was literally, you've got a random, what the fuck is that guy doing? Why is he over there? Why is he doing yep, that? It used to happen and, in PUBG. Yeah. Um, it's why when I play Realm Royale, I either played it solo or duo because I was playing with one of you two. Yeah. Um, like, other games you were expected to play a mode that was the same size of your squad because yeah. it was difficult to communicate. Like, don't get me wrong, you can play Apex and be a team of two, ping a drop location of where you want to go land, and then the third guy, who's the solo guy, fucks off and goes and does his own thing. Yeah. And if he and does, then, and then dies, more and... fool him because he dies yeah. and then... And then he rage quits because he's at the other side of the map and you can't get to him before his revival banner disappears. But that's his own fault for not following the ping. So, yeah. I I can see exactly why Fortnite have copied it because it's a good system. Um, It's very blatant a copy. Yeah, it's Uh, not. And some files would also suggest that the rumours about the man in respawning are very much likely because there was an asset in the game somebody found that was called a second chance fan and it has like a hologram of a player on top of it and it looks suspiciously (laughs) similar to the respawn points in that thing that's got a little hologram of a ship that you're about to call in to bring somebody yeah it is very very similar um all this comes off the back of Apex hitting 50 million active users. Um, individual Understandably users. so. 
because everyone's leaving Fortnite and Fortnite are trying to copy it to bring people um, back. Well, I, not everyone. I wouldn't necessarily say no. everyone's leaving Fortnite. I think what you what you get in here is now the people who potentially played Fortnite because they didn't enjoy PUBG have some people have potentially found a game that they enjoy more than Fortnite because they weren't solidly dedicated to Fortnite yeah. as this is my game now, this is what I play. So many people have not even tried Apex compared to and just stayed playing Fortnite. Yeah. Um some have tried Apex and gone back, which is fine. It, you know, it's all personal preference. Um but yeah, I think like the introduce cannons to shoot yourself out of them like what you're doing in Sea of Thieves, because Sea of Thieves was having some good weeks online compared to Fortnite, and then having the ping system from Apex as the next game that threatens them a little bit in the streaming yeah. community and stuff. It's uh, it it's it does come me. back to that. It just seems like yeah, it's a bit like think of something new yourselves. Well, they did. A battle royale where you build stuff. Well, yeah, but and then the... but the thing is, most of the other companies out there have had like the integrity of if we're going to do a battle royale, let's put our own twist on it. Yeah. Not oh, let's just do another building battle royale like what Fortnite is. Yeah, there isn't another it, one. That I so exactly, and like Apex, they decided upon building that that their twist was going to be hero type uh, characters yeah. and make it a hero shooter. Albeit that is actually very similar to Battle Royale in Realm Royale, but Realm Royale was obviously like a side project and spin-off from um Paladins. Thank you, Paladins. Yeah. So and the thing that makes Realm Royale unique compared to Apex is that it is a hero shooter in that each character class, whatever you want to call it, has got its own advantages. But you've got the sort of more crafting side of things, where and you have to collect bits class and pieces as well. Where you yeah, and, and yeah, and you assign skills differently. Yeah. So they've both got their own unique elements to them, unlike just copying and pasting. Yeah. Um, Whereas the hero system and apex it's more overwatchy you've got a super ability you've got a passive ability and an active ability yeah and that's it that's yeah. that's where your character stops other than that generally you're the same unless you play as pathfinder where your hit markers are huge that's it <laughs> i don't know if they fixed that yet i know that they were going to i don't know if they've updated it to be honest so, yeah i, I thought i've still been playing as pathfinder to be fair i thought I'm a little while after games, about so. it Pathfinder's possibly one of the most mobile characters if he's swinging around and stuff. It does make sense for him to possibly have bigger hit marks while he's swinging, so you can still hit him. But other than that, when he's on floor, he shouldn't have those increased hit markers. If you're not shooting at him, though, you shouldn't be hitting him. No, no, definitely Come not. Come on, like, if you miss him, he shouldn't count as a hit. That's... no. If it goes between That's his common legs, sense. If, if a bullet went between my legs and hit the ground behind me, I'm not going to feel that. I'm going to be a little bit confused as to why I've been shot at because, you know, there's no reason yeah. to shoot me. I'm, I'm a nice person, generally. But I'm still not going to feel it. 
And it's the same for most of the characters. I mean, it's hard to actually test it, to be honest, because you'd have to get the same game with someone. Well, you've not got, pro- yeah, you're not in private like lobbies. Somebody's obviously took the time to work it out. Yeah, definitely. Somebody's obviously noticed something and reported it, yeah. and enough people reported it for it to become a thing. Yeah. Let's, let's put it like that. Um, so, yeah, Fortnite have done that. Apex is it 50 million players? Well done, Apex. And. Well done, Respawn and EA, even though across the other side yeah. of EA, you're, you're lagging behind quite a lot. Mm. So, as the question comes of how much of each game has EA had influence in, and yeah. how much is the blame going to lay at BioWare's fault when they're like, well, Respawn can make a game that works? <laughs> I know they're very different yeah. games and they're vastly different in terms of the development times, methods, and teams, but yeah, I'm not going it's back not to that. that. Different. We're just going to end up going round circle if we come exactly, back to that. Exactly, yeah. Um, so. Other news that's happier news. This is ha- this is the happy news section now. No okay. more whinging and whining. I like happy, happy news. news section. Happy news section. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty twenty. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I like the rewind. Will be at E three. Um, awesome. They to have give us a release day, themselves yeah. on Twitter. Well, you would assume so. Uh, twenty seventy seven. <laughs> <laughs> probably with the amount of time it's taken to get this far um, yeah it's well we've seen like what was it about an hour's worth of gameplay roughly I think yeah they quite, showed a, quite a, a few months chunk. ago it looked very it was, at, was it the game awards they did that in December I think I think so yeah something like that wasn't it um, so yeah it's a nice chunk of gameplay has been out um they're due to show it off at E3. I would probably expect that to be a release date announcement if we don't get one between now and then anyway. But yeah. looking at the calendar, E3 is not actually that far away already, is it? Jeez, that has come round quick. Um, it's still a good four months, isn't it? Three months. 11th of June. Yeah, three months. Jesus. Three months, that's it. It's a quarter. It's not long, that. That is we not are. a long time. Um... So release so, dates are going to not exist for a while then because things start dying down in these next three months. After after March, not a lot comes out really, does, does it? I've, I've got a suspicion that it will be one of two things and it will be either a late 2019 launch if they're happy with it by the time of E3. If they feel like they've still got some work to do, it'll be early 2020. But I think yeah. by... This time next year, like within the next twelve months, that game will be out. Yeah, definitely. I I, I agree with you. Like definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that is that. So keep your eye on E three, I guess, if you're interested in cyberpunk news. I know it's a long way away, but it's progress. <laughs> <laughs> it's progress. Um. Last week, while we were recording, there was another Nintendo... Um, I forgot what they call them. Direct. Direct. There we go. Another Nintendo Direct. Pokemon specifically. So it wasn't a very long one because it was just based around Pokemon. And it was an announcement of new 
lead series games. So we have Pokemon Sword and Shield both coming to the Switch. Um, there's a new region, there's new Pokemon. So it's a, I think we're on the eighth generation now, are we? With that? I think so, yeah. It's huge, um, so yeah. not entirely sure. And um, the, yeah, it's... It actually, it has my attention, interestingly. Being the one that's like, I've not played Pokemon since blue and red and green and yellow, and I mm. don't care. And I was like, I tried gold and silver, wasn't really that bothered. I'm actually interested in this one. Um, and, well, let, let's go through it in stages. Cool so, up. the region. This is the first point of it for me. Uh, it's the Gala region. As they've pronounced it, um, I wanted it wanted to say it when I read it as Galar, but then it just sounded like you great walloping Galar, like some Australian <laughs> saying something mean to someone. Um, but they said in the the stream it was Gala, the yeah. Gala region. But the first thing that stands out to me about it is it feels very quintessentially British. And yeah, industrial era Britain specifically, yeah. so you you see a lot of like cottages with ivy and growing uh, sort of climbing plants all over them, and thatched roofs and countryside. And then there's a bit more of a what looks like an industrial city with huge chimneys and factories and you know steam machinery and all that kind of stuff. So it feels like a very industrial era type of Britain. Yeah. Um, and then they showed off some places where you're sort of heading off up into the mountains and, you know, it's a whole snowy wilderness, which sort of struck me as maybe going out in sort of, I don't know, the Scottish Highlands or something like that. Mm. Um, especially with the way that I saw a layout of the map where all that stuff was at the top yeah, it, it and looks... then the more industrial bit was down nearer the bottom. It, it did strike me as a, mm, this very much resembles the layout of Britain <laughs> <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> so, but I, I like it. That's, that's one of the things that's drawn me in first and foremost. That is one of them. Uh, um, the art style to portray all that is pretty spot on as well. Yeah. So I don't know if you got anything you want to say about the it's the stuff that you've seen, Joshua. It's the design, that. the the way it seems to work. They've obviously they're happy making a full Pokemon game on Switch now. They're not bothering with DS at all in any way, shape, or form. So it's yeah. it's more of a console game than the handheld game. So it's not limited as much. So it seems like the environments are different. Your camera angle might be able to change quite a bit more than it has done on um Nintendo versions. It just looks like it's got more to it exploring wise, like just more room, more space to actually have a bigger game, which is why the map looks bigger to me. Yeah, well. the map the map looks nicely spread out. So yeah. like I say you've got that kind of quite industrial place the the almost capital city looking place down the bottom yeah. with all the rows of buildings, the chimneys, the smoke. There's what is suspiciously um Big Ben right in the middle of it. I'm just saying, <laughs> just putting that out there. I'm I'm literally looking at a picture of it right now as well. So you've got that. You've then kind of got the fields and the countryside, rivers and and stuff like that, hillside, 
all in the middle in the center. Yeah. Um, there's even there was a really nice shot of something that I saw that was um, it's you know the chalk figures that you get in the hillside in certain places around Britain, yeah. where they dig out and put they dig out the mud and put the chalk work in to to give the illusion of these big drawings that have, some have been around for hundreds of years or whatever. There's a nice big one of those somewhere in that game. Um, off to one side, and you see it in the announcement trailer, the direct yes, trailer. Yeah, I, do, I, do, I remember seeing it. Yeah, um, on like a little. It's probably background. shaped like a Pokemon of some kind. Yeah, um, but it's it is clearly meant to represent one of those chalk drawings. I think um, you've got like a what looks like a seaside place um, off to the side. For those people that don't know what I mean by seaside, it's like. An amusement. Well, it's like in America, people I guess have piers and stuff, don't they? And you have yeah. amusements on piers. That's what we have. We just call it the seaside. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a place like that, and then as you go further up, you've got like another big city, which I can't work out what that bit is. And then you've got the whole mountainous, snowy bit right up the top. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it looks look fairly well spread out, and like there's a good variety of areas to visit. This, it looks like that the characters seem to change outfits based on where they are as well. So you've got nice little quirks of well, um, kind of wearing more wintry gear once you I head up into that northern bit. In black and white. So quite a while, quite a few gens ago now, they they brought in picking your own clothes and changing stuff like that. So I would yeah. imagine it being console again. I don't know about the other games. I've not really played many after that that it were customizable as well. So... I think you'd be able to change. Maybe not wear shorts in hilly side, in hilly snowy bits, but yeah, possibly. Definitely wear what you want, do what you want, kind of fine. Yeah. Which makes Pokemon yeah, so that... more fun for me anyway, instead of being the same person as everyone else. Yeah, well, that th- these are, these are all literally everything we're talking about right now are all factors of why I've become interested in it. So you were saying before the fact that it's interesting that they've moved it onto Switch. Um, and don't appear to be focusing that much on having it be um, handheld based. Well, I say handheld based, yeah, which no, is handheld still technically. Is. That's, that's what they've but... done. They've cheated the way to get Pokemon on a console by saying, well, it is still yeah. handheld. So you can still but play this it on is, a bus. This is the thing, though, isn't it? It's, it's portable like Pokemon games always have been, but. It's also sit down at home and enjoy this like beautiful scenery that they appear to have created in this new art style full on screen your on your TV at yeah. home. It's it's a really nice way of doing it. Um so yeah, that like there's there's that factor, the fact that it's on Switch. Yeah. There's this art style combined with this awesome looking scenery. Um there's three new starting Pokemon that they've shown as part of this new generation. So yeah. um, on, I'll try and remember the names, names properly, but I believe one is Grookey, which is a, like a small, like little chimp monkey that's a grass type. There's Scorbunny, which is a rabbit-looking thing and is a fire type. And there's Sobble, which is like a weird little chameleon lizard thing and is a water type. Yeah, um, but as daft as it sounds, those again look well designed and interesting. Yeah, they don't like, look like some others. They where it's look like what the fuck is that? 
Yeah, to me, to me, those remind me of old school Pokemon. Effectively, not they look like old school Pokemon, but do you know what I mean? They look like Pokemon to me. Yeah. Whereas if I went on a Pokedex and looked at all the different starting Pokemons from each generation, yeah. I would probably be confused as shit as to which ones which. <laughs> Um, it wasn't too bad when you got that first changeover after 150 because that was Totodile and Cyndaquil. Totodile, yeah. And what was the other one? Cyndaquil. Yeah. So they were all like fairly obvious. And they had that very similar sort of structure to how the original 150 were in Gen yeah. 1, where, like, the Chikorita had the little leaf on its head, similar to Bulbasaur, having the bulb for the plant on its back. Mm. Uh, Cyndaquil had that, those flames shooting out of its back, didn't it? Or it, was it his back or was it his head? It's was his it back. Both? Yeah, it was his back. His back. So, he, like, they're shooting out of his back, the same way Charmander had the little flame on the end of his tail. And Totodile, or whatever you said it was, is, like, a little blue... Typically known for amphibious creature, in being a crocodile, and in the same way, Squirtle was a turtle. And he somehow mm. changes from a crocodile into an alligator because the last one's called for alligator. Just confused. Joshua is a, a Pokemon. I, I think know. you can let that go. Um, <laughs> see, I don't even know what came after that. What came after the one fifty? What do you mean after the one fifty? What was the next gen oh, of starting that was, Pokemon? Um, Ruby and Sapphire. After that, which wasn't is one of them Torchic, a bird. Torchic, yeah, that one, yeah. Um, chicken, I remember fire that one. Type, which chicken fire type? It's like it's like a little hmm. chick. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna call it a chicken. Um, then it was Trico, which is a gecko. Uh, green. Oh, I think I remember that one. Uh, and then Mudkip, which was, I don't know what it was meant to be. Do you know honest. what Mudkip? I remember Mudkip now. Sobble, Sobble, whatever it's called, really reminds me of Mudkip. It is a very similar looking Pokemon yeah, to got, that one. He's got red like, cheeks that poke out. They're a little bit spiky. Yeah, if you look at Sobble or whatever we're gonna call it, um. Compared to that, in the face, it's a very similar sort of Pokemon, I think. Yeah. Um, they're not identical, but there's a, there's a definite similarity there. Yeah. But, yeah. After that one, God help me, because I don't know Pearl and whatever other one were. Nah, I've got no chance. And to then Black and me. White, I can't remember. And then the one after that, X and Y, I can't remember. The one after that, I've not played at all. Not even looked at. How many Pokemon are we up to now by Gen 8? How many will we be at? Oh, fuck those. But that is a good Google suggestion. Let me quickly... You Google that while I round up any of the details about the game. Um, it's because we've pretty much covered everything anyway that we know so far. Um, the only other thing was that there's no specific release date on it, but it would be later this year, in late 2019. Um it is something that I am seriously interested in investing in for my Switch. Um, be nice to throw it on, go play some old school style running around and battling stuff. I just hope that it's proper. Well, 
it is proper Pokemon, isn't it? It's yeah. not it's not gonna be the thing that put me off, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, as good as I thought that they looked and I liked the idea of them, I just didn't like the way that you didn't battle anyone and it was all just they're throwing balls at them like in Pokemon Go. And that is the only reason I never bought either of those two games. So I'd already be back invested in the series if those were like that. Yeah. But I guess they weren't designed to be mainline games like what this new one is. So, well, yeah, this this yeah. one is they've specifically said it's the next one in the series, whereas ones they've done before yeah. haven't always been. So, yeah, they're a bit more dedicated um, to adding in for really. Do you remember seeing anything about the difference between Sword and Shield and what the difference is? It'll be the same as normal ones, probably a different legendary. For each one, ah, uh, yeah, of course, there'll be a different um, legendary in each. Different, yeah, some different Pokemon ones you can only get on one, ones you can only get on other. Yeah, the that and makes then sense. That maybe makes sense. different ending to story, which is different enemy team, maybe because yeah, obviously always go against a team rocket kind of organization usually. Yeah, um, but sometimes it's had a different twist to story in it, so I'm not sure the difference, but it'll. Be basically along them lines, anyway. I would imagine. Hmm. <clears throat> Makes sense. Um, and then, lastly, for this week, mm-hmm. um, this is like literally out of the blue to a degree as well. Yeah. Um, so, as I sort of hinted at earlier, I will be working on a little bit of something this week for Party Chat Podcast and their um, final proper episode with Ross before they start. Well, they're definitely not doing weekly shows anymore. They said they might cover some of the big things like, you know, the Xbox E3 event as like a one-off and stuff like that. But generally speaking, as it is, that show will be no more after this week. But Ross enjoys Mastermind so much (laughs) that he wants to do it again this week. Um, So there will be a cool little Mastermind segment for the final episode of party chat podcast um he is roping in some special guests from his time podcasting on the uh, xbox community um so there's some cool names to be heard on that show i'm not saying any more than that you will have to go listen if you want to find out but i have been given some slight insider information by one of those people who i speak to every so often and that was um it was basically to his sea of thieves uh, specifically being that um, even though it doesn't feel like it's this short a time for me, it possibly does for others, but it is Sea of Thieves' one-year anniversary uh, coming up. It will be one year old on the 20th of March. It's hard to think that it's actually not even been out officially a year yet, that game, <laughs> because in my head I've been associated with it for so long yeah. um, and played it for so long. But yeah, so in uh, just over, well, just under two weeks' time as this episode goes out, on the 20th of March, there will be uh, uh, some special announcements to be made for Sea of Thieves, which, again, can't really divulge anything, but if you are an interested Sea of Thieves player, then you may want to be checking up on their social accounts and... I believe there'll be some action on Mixer and the like uh, to go through the sort of anniversary announcements. Yeah. So, and it's, it's very exciting. 
uh, by all accounts. So be sure to tune in for those. Um, whether you'll hear more about it next week, uh, well, next week, I guess, in Party Chat Podcast, I mean, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, they'll be, if we'll be talking about it that soon, but it's not that long to wait anyway, is it really? No, not really. A couple of weeks. Quick interruption. So... The last gen, mm-hmm. Gen 7, got it up to 809. So the new three are what? eight. What ten. a horrible number. I know. I know. Don't worry. I'm also very pissed off by that number too. Um, but the next, those three will be like eight, ten, and then the following. So I can't be asked to do maths because they'll obviously have three forms. Well, yeah, some of them have four evolutions now, don't they? Instead I don't, of just three. I don't know. I don't know about four of them or not. Yeah, I'm sure some had four. But yeah, that's fine. So we're we're over eight hundred. So I'd guess that maybe the new list will push it up to a thousand or something. Or two. Nah, then again, nearly two hundred is quite a lot. Maybe nine hundred. So maybe a bit more conservative with how many they add. We will see. So yeah, that's the um the national Perkadex numbers. Obviously, they've got their own numbers in their own regions. So there will still be the national numbers keep going up. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In game. In game, yeah. yeah. The idea is you can still somehow catch all the other Pokemon. How that is it ever going to be possible on one game now, I don't know. Well, be, being able to travel regions. We'll have to see. It'd be really what, fucking cool. What if, you can, what if one of the big twists in Sword and Shield is that you can catch a blimp to Kanto or you can get a subway train to another region because I only know Kanto. Or, like in Gold and Silver, you could just get on a ship and go to Kanto or go Shh. through the dangerous Joto. mountain paths. I remembered another Can- one. Is that Joto, Gold and Silver, yeah. Joto? Yeah, that's Joto. Gold and Silver, Joto. I don't know Joto. any of those because I've never played the others. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try and name anymore. Hoen is number three. Which is number three? <laughs> Hoen. 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 H-O-E-N-N. Oh, yeah, I sort of remember that name vaguely. That's the yeah. one with Mudkip in it, isn't it, that we were talking <clears throat> yeah. about before? Yeah, I it sort is. of remember that. I wonder what tree the professor will be named after this time. <laughs> I'm going to Google the professor names because I ain't got a clue what any new ones were. Stop it, you're ruining potential future games for me here. I'm coming up with these really good quiz ideas. <laughs> Go on then, try and, try and name the new professor and I'll tell you what the other ones are called so far. Well, I know taken. what some of them are. There's, right, original Oak. Yes. The second one was Elm. Correct. And if I'm not wrong, then the one that gave me Mudkip was Birch. Correct. So that's three. All three of the first ones, right? And then I've never played one after that. And so... playing playing the third generation, I literally, like... Probably didn't even beat the first um, badge holder, or yeah. whatever you call them. So I can't remember what they're called. Jim. It's a Pokemon Jim. Jim, thank you. <laughs> um, um, I think that's just tiredness of recording two podcasts back to back, to be honest. Um, are, are they still all named after trees after that? As far as I can tell, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Um, uh, Rowan. Willow. Is the fourth one. Willow, that's in. No, oh, no, Willow Willow's Pokemon used. Go. Yeah, Willow's Go. Um, there's um, right, right here we go. So they've started reusing them as well. 
Um, oh, well, that's just laziness. Where's right, Professor so they've Pine? Got, they've, got, they've got Professor Rowan or Professor Aurea Juniper. Then Juniper? Cedric Juniper, uh, which is her dad. So there was a family connection there. Uh, Professor Augustine Sycamore. Um, Sycamore. How have they not used pine? All these <laughs> names and they've not used pine. Professor Kukui. I don't know. He's from that the Alola region, which might be something to do with tropical trees. And How have they not Professor had Professor Willow. Bonsai? They've had Professor Willow. They've had Professor Samson Oak. Uh, which is Professor Oak's cousin. <laughs> um, Professor cheating. Burnett and Professor Crane. Why not like Pokemon XD? Right. Professor Fur, Professor Pine, Professor um, Spruce, Professor uh, Willow. I oh, know we've had Willow. Professor Redwood. <laughs> it could be like really American because uh, you, you get Redwoods here, but. Redwoods are specifically like. I think when I hear Redwoods, I think America. Professor. I need one more tree. I'm standing by Bonsai. Professor. I can't think of any more trees. Okay, I'm now Googling a list of Conker. tree types. Professor Conker. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is that a horse chestnut tree? Is that the proper name for it? I can't remember what they're actually called. Um, maple. Oh, Professor Maple, yeah. How have we not had Professor Maple's Maple? A good one. I should have thought um, wood type, shouldn't I? If you've said spruce, haven't you? Yeah. Um, walnut. Professor Apparently Walnut. That's a type of tree. <laughs> yeah, Apparently. It is. <laughs> I never heard it is. of it, to be honest. You've never heard um, of walnut wood? Hickory. It's Hickory like... is a good professor name. Oh, uh, yeah, Professor Hickory. But no. Um, what? <laughs> Butternut tree butternut. or butternut squash? <laughs> he says butternut. <laughs> that's that's the name of a tree, apparently. Yeah, walnut's quite dark wood. Anyway, we're getting really sidetracked here. We're just naming trees. Yeah, yeah. We're just naming trees, so it's time to go, Joshua. Um, oh. We somehow made, managed to make the new segment last 50 minutes. <laughs> we could do that every week, you know. Congratulations to us! Um... <laughs> Well done, us. <laughs> we made a podcast episode with nothing but the the news. <laughs> we did also play Division together. We did. We didn't even talk about we what did, we've done yeah. this week. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> we played the Division 2 together. I had some interesting bugs that restarting the game fixed. We will probably <laughs> be playing it this weekend because we have both pre-ordered it, have we not? I have not pre-ordered it, now. I, do not I will be playing it this weekend as I have pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, we have to go now, Joshua. It is time. This episode went on far longer than I ever anticipated it would. Congratulations to James, our brother, on bringing life into this world. Well, I guess he didn't technically did it. Kate did it, but he yeah. did go the thing before <laughs> that made it happen. So, congratulations to everyone involved. Hopefully, it was just those two involved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm slightly suspicious that baby is not ginger. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. If you would like to follow us for general baby updates, 
then you can do so by finding <laughs> us on Twitter at that underscore king underscore thing. You can find us on Facebook by searching for uh, that king thing. You can find us at thatkingthing.com where there are links to where places to listen to the episodes. You can do the contact us form. You can find links to all the other social stuff, YouTube, Patreon, merch, everything. Thatkingthing.com, the place to be. <laughs> For baby oh, updates. Then. I don't know why I said general baby updates because that just sounds like we're going to update people on random babies generally. <laughs> oh. Gloria yeah. in Leicester had a young daughter today. They're calling her Chili. I don't know. I couldn't think of a girl's <laughs> name for some reason. And on that, we're out. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. The baby's called Thea, by the way, if anyone's interested. Bye. <laughs> just just quickly before you end up ending it, why is it chilies? Just defy what the word actually means. If something's chilly, it's, it's generally cold. But you eat a chilli, you burn, and you are on fire. You mean like the country that also fits that same Yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. Why do people use that word wrong? English, bro. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.